Hello again, everyone. Welcome to A Battle Within. I'm Drew Neiman, and I'll be joined by Terry Neiman, my wife, and the inspiration for A Battle Within shortly. For those who may be listening in for the first time, this is a podcast about our life experiences and those of our guests managing and healing from post-concussive syndrome, otherwise known as PCS. Check out episode number one for some additional foundation information. In many episodes, we get to speak to others who are recovering as well. All of them have graciously offered to tell their stories in an effort to help others. So please do give them a listen. I promise you will get something out of it. We've also gotten a great deal of good feedback on a recent episode, number 27, with Dr. Collins, a vision specialist for concussions. So if you're having any concerns with your vision, I would really recommend checking out that episode as well. It is very informative. It is our desire that this platform be a useful way to create awareness around the invisible injury and to help those in the battle, whether that is you, the patient, or you, the caregiver. One way to do that is to share, so please do share. Today, Terry and I are back for another episode of Terry's Takes. This is where I bring up three topics to Terry around traumatic brain injuries, and we get to hear some of her initial responses and reactions. In this particular session, We talk about an upcoming conference that Terry and I will take part in. How does she feel about doing it? What does she hope to gain? We also speak to the fact that many children are misdiagnosed each year when they really do have concussions. What can we do to get teachers to understand better what is happening so they can help their students? Lastly, we review an excellent article I came across by Mandy over at How to Brain on Sensory Overload. Terry gives us some of her thoughts and perspectives from her own experiences. Okay, hope you enjoy it. On to Terry's Takes 3.0. Terry, it's time. What time? It is time for Terry's Takes 3.0. Oh, goodness. Yes. I like these episodes. They're fun for me. Yeah, not me. Yeah, why, why do you say <laughs> well, that? Well, no, they're not so bad. Uh, but y- you put me on the spot, and I hope to do well. You, but do, you do do well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great okay. to get your perspectives and what okay. you think is happening. So I, I do appreciate you doing Oops. these. Terry just hit the microphone, so... <laughs> <laughs> it was intended for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Before we go ahead and do this, I just want to remind everybody that the articles and the information that I'm referring to and as my sources and such will be in the show notes so you can go down that rabbit hole on, on your own later on. Okay? So you ready to go? Oh, me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who else am I talking to? Go. <laughs> All right. So Terry's take number one. Mm-hmm. All right is geared towards October 5th. Terry has the Mm. opportunity on October 5th, yes, to be a panelist here at the Mind Your Brain Conference. LGH Neuro Center is hosting that. Yeah, Yeah. University of Penn, LGH. University of Penn, yeah. yeah. But it's at their facility. Right, Yeah. yeah, LGH for those folks out there is Lancaster General Health system which is affiliated right with university of penn and terry 
is going to be a lead panelist uh, from uh, one of the panelists. Yeah. I wouldn't say lead. I just uh, think yeah, that's, that's true. One yeah. of yes, one of the panelists. So for all you folks out there that are local to us, please, I will have in the show notes the link so you can go register and please come and sign up and show show support. <laughs> and and you know what? You're leaving what? out that you'll be on oh, the panel too. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, sure yeah. <laughs> So we were asked to be on, on this panel of both from a patient perspective and the conference is geared more towards TBI patients. I think that's the first time they've ever done that and invited right. the support person. Right. And so they've invited us up because they like our story and they like the work that we're doing around this podcast. So we're flattered to... Uh, taking part in that very excited yes. about doing it yep. a little nervous but excited well that's what that's going to be my question how do you feel about doing this i am well, i'm looking forward to it i'm mm-hmm. excited but i also am nervous what are you nervous about uh, uh, i'm just not tripping on my own words and things like that yeah but this would be the environment where it would be most acceptable <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah really? and being able to have the stamina and uh you wow. know it's a long day and the crowds sitting long times walking long time just maneuvering through crowds so, it's difficult for me so so you're saying your biggest part about being nervous is all the the sense of Sensitivity stuff. Well, yeah, so um, because fatigue. that's all going to come into play, and then later in the day at two is, I think it was like two thirty or something like that. Is that is the um, patient panel and how worn out I will be? So maybe I should show up later. So I'm not so worn up. I, I worn out. I think of all these things. Okay, because so I kind of have to. I have to plan out how long my battery is going to last. Yeah, we're going to talk about this stuff a little bit later in the episode. Yeah, okay. it's funny that you're taking you're talking about this now so it's not necessarily that you're going to be up in a panel situation answering questions and speaking in front of many people it's more about are you going to have the juice and be able to feel well enough to carry and make a coherent sentence happen (laughs) (laughs) you do fine with that Mm -hmm. all right how many people you think are going to be in the audience thousands never no don't even start (laughs) i've never been to one of these so i don't know I i haven't a clue either it's okay with me because I don't you have a problem. Say being a thousands, I will probably not show up. <laughs> well, there was talk that they were going to go to a bigger venue. Oh, no not, way. Like a stadium instead. No, you're lying to me <laughs> no, now. No, I'm playing with you. <laughs> what do you hope to get out of doing this? Hmm, interesting question. I would hope, just like when we do the podcast, mm-hmm. that someone, you know, I like I reach someone, that it matters what I say to them and maybe gives them some hope or makes them feel less alone. I would say for me, if we help just one person, that's enough for me. I I would agree. I would rather help more than one, but, you know, one is good. Yeah. I would say my other goal, too, is to get the word out a little bit more about what we're doing here so it could help more people in the future as well. The podcast? Well, we're going to mention the podcast, of course. Right. So I would say those, those would be the two things that I would be trying to get out of it. Both of them in, yeah. in the effort to help somebody. Whenever we hear those stories. I, I hope to meet interesting people mm-hmm. that I can also relate to, too. Like from my end. Some that someone community would, type. Not just that maybe I'm helping them, but maybe they're helping me. That's fair. That, because there's going to be a lot of intelligent people about brains there. And also to other patients or survivors. I shouldn't say patients. Mm-hmm. I don't like that word. 
other survivors, and I wish I would say survivor panel, maybe we should recommend that, but um, <laughs> other survivors that I would get a lot of value from talking to them. And Right, that's fair. You So the community. Fill my bucket, too. No, right. I know that might sound selfish, but like I'm kind of looking at that side, too. It's okay, Terry. That's one of the three pillars of this podcast is we're doing this so we can learn ourselves, right? Yeah. So I mean, don't be ashamed of that. So I'm kind of looking forward to... Well, not kind of. I shouldn't say that. I am looking forward to meeting people uh, going through similar things. Like when we do the podcast and we bring people on that are going through similar things. I get excited about meeting each one of them. Yeah, yeah we've got a couple of them, them. In, in the works now for the coming episodes. we got mm-hmm. a few of them coming up too, so we should be good there. I'm not going to speak an awful lot about this at this particular point because I don't think it's necessarily appropriate at this point. But That's Terry's right. also going to be on somebody else's podcast come December-ish. Yeah, I and forget the name of that podcast. Yeah, we won't though. mention it now until it's in the But it's a big books. one. Yeah, it's, somebody wants to hear Terry's story in a big big podcast. So Terry's been invited to record like in December. It's a good thing I have no memory because <laughs> I don't remember. I'd have to look check back in my email. Yeah, but we're not going to do that now. Once no. it's all on the books and you've done it, then we'll, we'll, we'll help. It is on the books. No, I have I a meant, date. I meant in the on the books in terms of the recording happening oh. and we know the release gotcha. date and yeah, those yeah, types yeah. of things then we could fill people in all right? and we know that I was having coherent sentences and then we could tell people to listen otherwise we won't share <laughs> we're not saying a word yeah all right. okay <laughs> on to Terry's take number two if you're okay, okay with this all right? yeah yeah all right. good you always lead the way Terry. so I was reading an article the other day written on theconversation.com It was speaking to the fact that many children experience concussions in their youth. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to lay out a little bit of the highlights for you from the article, okay, as we get into the discussion here. Yeah. right. Never heard of that conversation.com. Yep. So one of the scary outcomes from the article that they wrote was that antisocial behavior in teenage years is a scary outcome. And another one is that these Children, they tend to lend themselves to alcohol and substance abuse for the age of 25 as well. And the article obviously is going to encompass all the resources and so on and so forth that they're talking about. So with this being said, since so many people don't know that the student actually has some effects of a concussion, they're getting labeled very easily as ADHD. Okay, because or ED, emotionally disturbed. Right. You know, when they struggle you know, with concentration with the ADHD, so mm-hmm. that's simple to, to tag on them there. There are 700,000 children believed to have been misdiagnosed from a brain injury in the U.S. each year, according to one of the studies they cite. Wow. It's an amazing number, isn't it? Yeah. It's very sad, actually. Out of these students, they say that about 145,000 of them actually receive some special education services. So that, that so they came across my path. That amounts to 18% of them. It is my understanding that teachers receive really no education on how to handle or help students recovering from concussion or other head injuries unless there is a particular student that they're working with, right? So, yes, that would be true. I don't remember right. receiving education on that. I mean, it could be different now in the co- in the schools. Right, and that was going to be my first question, is what's your experience with this? And in case you don't know, Terry in a former life was a school teacher and a special education teacher. 
So she has experience working with this yeah. population. So in your experience, did you receive any formal training? Well, I worked training? with a lot of ED, emotional, um, emotional disturbed, I'm or, or, or ES, emotional support now. That's more like the uh, proper term. And I also worked with ODD, oppositionally defiant, uh, learning support, ADHD, ADD. All the way. list goes on. It just goes acronyms. on. And yeah. I really yeah. worked with every kind of student. And no, it, I think I never looked at it like it could have been a brain injury. I always looked at it like what was going on academically or how to help them maybe behaviorally. We were dealing with the behavior and I would look at how to help them behaviorally. Reflecting on this now, can you reflect on it and say, well, maybe some of my students were actually suffering from post-concussive or something like that, that if you knew that you would have been better suited to help them? Yeah. It makes me think maybe there is another calling in there, do you know, that for me. Yeah. Like the, the part that I have an experience with special education, a lot of experience, and a lot of experience with concussions, going in and speaking, learning more about it, and trying to help the schools. That's what I was going to I'm not to say that I it's on my bucket list to do right now, but my wheels are starting to turn. Yeah. I should bring this up. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, it would have been helpful because how I'm, I don't know. I can't say for sure. I can't pinpoint, oh, yeah, that student maybe definitely right now. Oh, thinking about that student probably, but just thinking in, in general terms, yeah, I bet you that's true. There was probably plenty of students that were suffering from more of the post-concussive syndrome than they were from ES or ADHD. ADHD. So it was a real kind of a con- uh, crazy thought. So but reflecting on it, you're saying that that is probably a significant amount of truth behind the suggestion. Yeah, from this I don't article? know how many, uh, but yeah, I can see it being definitely students out there like that. Okay. So how do you think we should go about training the teachers to recognize this? And you know, obviously, in doing that. It would help the children. Aside from you and going and trying to speak in front of every school in the United States of America, (laughs) what else happens? I think there has to be training, like you were saying. There has to be an understanding and a look at that, like the symptoms and what could possibly be going on, and then uh, an action plan to address and to to bring educators up to speed. I, I... Totally agree with you there. I mean, you guys get so much training and everything else. Yeah. You know, um, as teachers, and then you have the ongoing in-service things that teachers are required to go through year after year and, year. you know, during the school year. That I think it would be something that should be strongly considered. Well, I want to add to this a little bit because when, you know, how we had Dr. Collins on and with the vision part. Right. There's a lot of students that have, um, I worked with a huge population of students that had learning support as their diagnosis. And I do believe a lot of them may have, maybe it's more of that vision. The vision piece. piece. Yeah. Uh, and if that could be, so all of this, I'm just, my whole head is spinning right now. I should talking. So I'm a little bit discombobulated. That's how I feel. Um, because I'm, my, my brain is just going a mile a minute with all these like holy 
ish, you know? I'm yeah. trying to keep it G for you right now, <laughs> Drew. <laughs> yeah, because the last, the last two episodes, you dropped the bad word in yeah, there. Yeah, uh, and that's okay. You could do it whenever you um, want. It's your be, show. Trying too, to be so. good. Can we move on to number three now? Yeah. So Terry's take number three is about sensory overload. I must have talked to you about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's something that's very common for folks recovering from TBI, right? We all, well, not Well, we don't know. Something. We yeah. can't speak for everybody. It's yeah. definitely common for me. Right. There's an excellent article out there right now written by How to Brain about this topic. Uh, mm-hmm. And they did an excellent job of laying it out in kind of a list format yeah. and easy to understand. To cover a few of the points for people that may not know, uh, sensory overload is also known as hypersensitivity, and it occurs when the brain's filter no longer work properly. Mm. Okay, and so what happens is processing and on a you know that type of thing kind of gets goes awry for lots of folks. Mm. So types of the overload can include sight, meaning light intensity, or even light colors, sound, smell, touch, taste, and balance. Factors that can include. Uh, excuse me, factors that can heighten hypersensitivity include fatigue, lack of sleep, pain, and heat. Does this all sound familiar <laughs> to you, Terry? Uh, yeah, but I was waiting for you to say something with stress. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Very good. Because some of the symptoms of the overload are fatigue, anxiety, agitation, and migraines. And another one is stress. Stress is a symptom? Wait, what? Yeah, it's a, it's a common symptom. It comes out like somebody being stressed. Oh, okay. okay you see yeah, yeah. If you lay back to like the previous thing that you were talking about. Was like I was a, talking about stress creating an issue with yeah. sensory overload. Yeah, the stress can create. Making the, you get there faster. It, it certainly can. It certainly can. Okay. I'm just pointing out a few things that the uh, article was speaking to. Okay. You know? Yeah. And that was one of the questions I had was like, you know, are there any things that we're missing in the article? And you just named one. That's a big one. What sensitivities do you currently have? Light? Is it sound? Kind of sensitivity? Both. Both. Bingo. <laughs> <gasps> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That touch. Touch. Yeah. yeah. Taste and smell an issue for you? No, not really. I'm pretty good with that. The sound, you're kind of funny with that because now somebody, if yours truly is chewing too loud, I get yelled at. <laughs> There's certain things, that sounds that now drive you crazy, kind of like, you know, the nails on the, on the chalkboard type of thing. That wasn't the case prior. Well, you know? nails on the chalkboard would have bothered but, me, but some a sound that wouldn't have bothered me all of a sudden now it will. It became the nails yeah. on the chalkboard again. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, I'm coming. really not following along with you well today. <laughs> no, you're doing fine. <laughs> you're doing fine. So some of the strategies that they speak to in the article that actually helps is with planning. So an example of that might be going, if you're going to go grocery shopping, have the list, stick to the list, bang it out, stay focused. And that's what they mean in planning. And bring Drew. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. But. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to get out of that. Yes. Sure. I usually bring them because it makes it go faster. Right. And that's what they're talking about. Actually planning will actually help. And that could be an example mm-hmm. of that, you know, doing that with a significant other or, or somebody, right? Yeah. yeah. That's just an example. Another example that they speak to is specialty glasses, whether they're prism related yeah. or the ones folks wear a lot of the like color pink ones. or the blues. Right. The yeah. color used depending on the particular individual. Mm-hmm. I 
you know, Terry spoke to it a little bit Grace. earlier, right, mm -hmm. about what Dr. Collins in episode 27 yeah. and how important vision is. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, mm -hmm. you know, please listen to 27. It is huge in terms of helping people recover from their concussions. The vision component is so big. And well, so if they have something wrong, it is. Yes, right. it is. And yes, and so many people don't even know yeah. that they have it. That that seems to be a yeah. issue, right? Right. Earplugs. The article strongly uh, suggests uh, the musician style with a custom fitted to your ear, like the musicians wear and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but to start with the foam ones that you can basically get anywhere. That's for some people that works enough. Just the foam and your plugs. Terry uses a wax one. Is yeah, wax? and they really create a nice uh, seal. Seal. Yeah. And they're on the tools of the trade. Uh, uh, I put them on the tools of the trade. I get them from Amazon. Yes, but they're on the tools for the trade uh, article that we wrote previously okay, on the blog. Good, yeah, good. so I'll I'll resource that and the exposure to the actual stimuli slowly, small bites is actually good for you. So you should be doing that. Mm -hmm. Communication with a loved one about how you're feeling and that type of thing is supposed to be a good strategy. And the other thing too is in having an exit strategy. Now the article doesn't speak to the exit strategy. But Terry always has an exit strategy, just in case something's going gonna go awry. I do. I don't always. Well, many times you do. Like, okay, I'm gonna park the car here, or we're going to my father's house for Thanksgiving. I'm not staying in the house. I'm gonna go get my own where it's quiet, where I can get away. Oh yeah, yeah. Get, do like, you do go, planning with some of those things? Right. That's from not about. always, but frequently. And there are times I get caught with my pants down, so to speak. Yeah. Well, that's true, but kind of led to my first question is, did you learn the hard way? Are they way? all envisioning that now? <laughs> no. Sorry. It's okay. I'll be sorry. Goofy. How did you learn to cope the hard way? That's what my question was. Yeah, because yeah. I'm picture me streaking with my pants. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, so all kidding aside, I learned to cope the hard way is what I'm trying to say. I basically would have it happen to me and then go, oh my gosh, I do not want that to happen again. What do I need to do better next time? Right. Yeah. And I learned. Kind of a little on the stubborn side. Sometimes I listened to people like yeah. Dr. Rochester would come up with something and I'd go, all right, I'll listen. Yeah. Or one of my therapists over at LGH and then I would listen or you even but a lot of times I even had to learn that the hard way. I would just be like, no, that, not me. I won't need that. And then learn the hard way I did. Yeah. I was one of them, you know. So so you being on that side, what is it that people like me as like the caregiver should be doing to help in that situation? What are some suggestions that you had or you noticed that I did or I could have done better? Well... If you want to help them get to it faster, note taking is always good, good. to take Excellent. notes mm -hmm. and to record like, hey, when this happened, then this happened and this helped you because sometimes when you're going through this, your memory is not very good. And so it took me a little longer to get there. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. For me, I think also you as the caregiver understanding and learning what the triggers are for the for the person who's recovering 
can be very helpful to that individual so they don't have to learn the hard way like you spoke to you spoke to the fact that you were learning the hard way and that was with me pointing stuff out it would have been even worse at times you know because there was those times that you would actually listen so I'm asking you do you think that it's important for the caregiver to make an effort to learn what the triggers are oh yeah okay mm-hmm. you felt that as to that as well yeah okay kind of drive it home drive the point home the other thing too I would say from a caregiver's perspective and this was hard for me was to listen and what I mean by that is not only listen like hey I'm feeling this way today that type of thing but when you're in conversation Terry every now and then would have to say to me okay stop just stop talking for a second I have to process this just give me a second slow, I think, slow the whole world down for a minute right I think that's important to do mm-hmm. I've noticed myself doing that a lot and at first I wasn't good at it at all I think that you know in those situations yeah it, I have to say Drew mm-hmm. there's a couple of times when I've listened to your morning mm-hmm. intro thingy when you're coming in you come in fast and I'm like take a breath Drew. <laughs> take a breath because it's hard for me to process right that's so, a good example so I'm going to, uh, yeah, going forward, take some breaths and slow down. We are not keeping up with you all the time. <laughs> right. fair, fair enough. <laughs> I will do the introductions a little slower in pace. Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Gulled you out. All right. Yes, you did. So we're, that, that's. I or when you say. do like some of your ones that you're solo with. Oh, uh, the notes. Keep, yeah. 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 That, that was the one I think I noticed it the most. I was like, wait, what? Slow down. Okay. I will try I will yeah. try to, to do the notes uh, for the battlefield a little bit slower so, so everybody can process Take better. some breaths on okay. it for us and pause. Allow that processing time. Okay. So yeah. I guess we'll end the episode of you picking on me. Too <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. It's okay. Jumped in the head. That's okay. That's, that's, that's fine. So is there anything we missed from your perspective? think so no? No. okay all right so there you have it terry's takes 3.0 <laughs> hopefully you find found at least some of this information when terry wasn't giggling or making fun of me <laughs> useful <laughs> if you'd like to be featured on the podcast please reach out to us at a battle within.com tell us a little bit about your story and we'd be happy to consider it please take the time to subscribe to the podcast and rate and review at iTunes and Spotify if you can. And please be sure to share everyone in your life you feel would benefit. Connect with us at abattlewithin.com and on Facebook at abattlewithin. Show notes and resources for this particular episode are available at abattlewithin.com backslash 030. Until next time, for those recovering, show yourself some grace. For those who know someone recovering, Show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Bye. Take care, folks. Keep battling. Bye-bye.